Let's go. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Troy King, a.k.a. T. King Mode. And on my right-hand side, I got my brother. I got my partner in crime. Yes, the sir. one, the only, Laquan Jones. What's up, man? What's up, LQ? How you doing, bro? That was the best intro you ever gave me, my guy. Let's go. It's, it's probably the only today. That's the only good one I'm ever gonna give you. Man. <laughs> this guy's a debut show. I just want to say what's up to the people, though. What's up, y'all? This is Troy King and Laquan Jones, and you are tuned in to TL Fantasy Football. This is the debut episode number one, sir. And we appreciate y'all tuning in and locking in with us. Look, man, we are so hyped and we're so excited to be part of the Destination Debbie crew. You guys got us here every single Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You got us. We are here for you. We're here to help you, one, recap the Monday night football game. We're going to help you with waiver wires and so much more. So we're going to get into it. But, guys, make sure that you like this video. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube page. And if you got a specific question you want us to ask, there's the Super Chat. We are here to help you. Win your fantasy leagues, get a you know advantage on all your teammates. We got you. As well as we're also going to be here on Thursdays. So Thursdays, we got what's called a Thirsty Thursday halftime show. It's going to be 10 minutes with me, Laquan Jones, and our homie Sam Holt. So you're going to get us every single Tuesday and Thursday. But you want, know let's get right into it. Thank you guys yeah. so much for tuning in. All right. We got to talk about Monday night football. So there there, there was a lot that went right and a lot that went wrong. But we're going to start off with the Bills versus Titans. So the Bills, they put the smack down on the Titans, man. It was had them waving the white flag in the third quarter, my guy. That was, bro, we're about to get into it, right? So the Bills, they stomped them 41 to 7. But before. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let LQ, LQ, we're going to talk about the Bills first, right? So do me a favor. Can you explain to me what the heck happened in terms of just how were they able to do this, like to the Titans? Because normally the Titans play the Bills tough. Yeah, they play tough. It looked like he, the Bills had no competition. So tell me what your thoughts on Josh Allen. Tell me your thoughts on Stephon Diggs. The floor is yours, my guy. We ain't even got to go too crazy about it. Like, we ain't got to go really in-depth about, like, stats and what happened. Like, Josh Allen is that dude, Joshua Allen. He's invited to the cookout. That dude is out there balling out, and he is obviously putting a statement on QB1, and we're going to the Super Bowl. Like, done deal. Like, they put a stomping on my Rams, which was – very depressing, but hey, we out here. We still out here getting dubs. We running it back. We might be seeing Bills versus Rams in the Super Bowl, but we hold off on that. Well, we'll but, let's see about your Rams, bro. They, they've been okay. You got you. you, you, you I'm not gonna roast your Rams, man. Continue. Continue. Listen, I'll get to Rams later. But for the most part, you know, you got Stefan Diggs being Stefan Diggs, man. He went out there and balled out with Gabe Davis is out. And Gabe Davis, you know, people were a little worried about, you know, the offense, you know, how are they going to get the spark going? How are they going to score touchdowns against the Titans? They play them tough. Man, Stefan Diggs is Stefan Diggs with or without Gabe Davis. I don't think we need to go too in-depth of why Stefan Diggs is the guy. But what came out to be a very disappointment for a lot of fantasy managers was Isaiah McKenzie. Very depressing bro, stats. Two catches. What the, my guy, in deeper leagues, I started him, bro. This man had two receptions 
for 37 yards. I ain't going to do nothing for you in fantasy, bro. I'm just like – and then let's talk about like – you mentioned Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs had 12 receptions on 14 targets for 148 yards and three touchdowns. He just – if you were losing and you had Stephon Diggs, I'm assuming that you won your league. I you hope won. you won your league. Because you if won. you if you didn't win your league with Stephon Diggs on your team, then your rest of your team might be sorry. Yeah, but I'm about to you got other issues going on. <laughs> and you got Josh Allen, you know, he's throwing for 317 yards, four touchdowns. He's just doing Josh Allen things. You know, he only ran the ball one time. He only ran the ball one time. That was all his arm, which was, he was airing it out, man. Listen, Titans, they got the ass whoop. When they were waving that white flag in the third quarter, that's a clear sign of what's going on. And like the bigger story that nobody's really like hitting on right now is like, Oh no! Let's let, let's get into the Titans, right? Because they were yeah. absolute doo doo. They were garbage. So <laughs> let, let let's break down the Titans, man. So tell me about Ryan Tannehill, because there's a lot to be worried about. Obviously, we saw a little bit of Malik Willis. So tell me about what happened with Ryan Tannehill. What happened to the pass catchers? You know, like tell tell the people what 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 was going on with that, man. Expose Ryan Tannehill. Feel that pressure, man. Malik Willis is on his ass, and that's what it is. He needs to perform. At a high level, and it's prime time doubleheader football Monday night. He needs to perform at a high level to secure his job because he's scared of getting Ryan Tannehill, what he did to Marcus Mariota. He got Marcus Mariota bench in 2019. We're seeing it play out for Ryan Tannehill. Like, even the fact that they waved the white flag in the third quarter, like I said before, Malik Willis coming in the game, they want to see what their investment looked like. They want to see what he can do. Maybe, you know, Ryan Tannehill was struggling against the Bills defense or Ryan Tannehill was trash. They want to answer that question in that moment in third quarter, put Malik Willis in. But Malik Willis, he didn't do much. He didn't look great either. So it was just chalk it up as a dub. You know, the Bills defense is really like that. Look, they are like that. And when Malik Willis went in, you – the only thing you really saw is that, look, he's athletic. We knew he was athletic. He ran the ball a bunch of times. It's just yeah. – it wasn't pretty. But, yeah, Ryan Tannehill was not good. He not threw good well, 117 yards, two interceptions. Just they could not get the offense going. I don't know yeah. what was going on. They, they didn't even do game plan. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, the almighty Derrick Henry. That We believe that mm-hmm. – so he's matchup proof. And the problem – this is the issue with Derrick Henry because we know that – He's unlike any other running back in the league. The problem is, and he scored a touchdown. The crazy thing is, scored a touchdown. That's the only thing that saves anybody. (laughs) But we know that he doesn't catch passes, unfortunately. But did you see his rushing? His rushing line. He was thirteen for twenty-five. That's thirteen for twenty-five from Derrick Henry, and like they were down early, but and. They tried to run the ball a little bit. Did, did Bill, Buffalo Bills knew what you were doing? They knew That's you were going. Man, to get it. We're looking at a Super Bowl team right now. Like I, I really don't want to put this like I don't want to put like this bar or meter on Derrick Henry right now because he did look slow. But the game was basically out of range. Like we can't get the running game going. Can't establish the run. You know, and you also don't want to overwork Derrick Henry as well because he's returning back from injury as well. You don't want to put him in a game that really is already lost. So I'm not really chalking this up as Derrick Henry, you know, he's a bust or whatever the case may be. But you might be looking at Derrick Henry, the old vintage Derrick Henry, where he shows up midseason when it gets cold outside, when snow starts hitting the ground. You not want to tackle that man? Like, are you crazy? And look, look, Derrick Henry, he's going to be fine. He's going to be Derrick Henry, but the – Titans need to find a way to also get their pass catchers on a more consistent basis. Finally, we saw a little bit of Traylon Burks, though. Yeah. 47, 
Four for 20, 47. That, that, that's encouraging. We need to see more. Look, he had the highest target share on the team. Mm-hmm. And you just look at some of the other guys. Well, Robert Woods, though, he, he got some of his late with Malik Willis. He was 4-4, four, four, thir- 39. That's not great. And then Kyle Phillips, people were starting Kyle Phillips. People were worried, oh, my God, he's injured. Oh, he was ruled in. Oh, we could play Kyle Phillips. Two yeah. one for five. If you have Kyle Phillips, you could drop him if you're in your V-draft <laughs> league. Like he's, like, look, and he was a, everyone's excited. He's a rookie. He had a lot of targets week one, but – he did absolutely yeah. nothing for you this week. So yeah. uh, from a fantasy aspect, though, Ray makes a good point. Like, I mean, are we buying low? Is Derrick Henry a buy low right now? I mean, in redraft. Yeah. So in redraft, absolutely. If you want to throw out offers for Derrick Henry in redraft, do your thing. In Dynasty, he's already somebody I'm not touching. Right. He's a 30 year old <laughs> running back who doesn't catch passes, who's coming off of a foot injury. Guys, Dynasty. Please do not buy him in redraft. Yeah, of course, because you know that Derrick Henry is going to have his sucky games, but you know that he's going to go off too. He so, is. Hey. So, look, they, yeah, Ray makes a great point. He said, no, Kyle Phillips. Look, listen, bro, like, fizzle dollars. Fizzle dollars. Yo, let, let me talk to you real quick. Did you watch the game? And, and maybe it's because he's injured, but my fantasy team's they're gonna slam the Kyle Phillips because he didn't help me. Okay? Listen, Kyle Phillips, he looked good week one, but that homo pie was. was okay, listen. Out. And look, he can redeem himself. I'm not saying he's he, he sucks, absolutely. He but he can redeem himself. But as of right now, I'm a slander. But yeah, Tennessee looks rough. I don't know what they're gonna do. There's gonna be a major change. Is Malik Willis the future? I don't know if he's the future. Yeah, and he's dropping punts. Look, fizzle. Like we we. I know. I'm I'm glad that you're on Kyle Phillips' side, but this ain't the show to defend. I mean, he is worth defending. Oh, let's talk about Austin Hooper before we move on to the Vikings and Eagles. Oh yeah, Austin Hooper. Right. Is one of people's favorite late round tight end targets. This man, you could drop him, bro. This man had one for 19. (laughs) Like, please don't waste your time on Austin Hooper. Like, I thought he was going to be more involved in the offense. I did too. Like, I'm not saying he's trash, but his fans' production has been trash. He should have just stayed in Atlanta. Like, he had 80 plus targets guaranteed for him. Sitting right there for him on a great off, and then he leaves, and then bro, he's chasing the bag. Look, I don't blame him, bro. I'm, I'm not going to worry about playing. There's guys that bag chase in the past and just just ruin their careers. Like Kenny Britt, he's a perfect example I like to use. He was a Ram. He bag chased went to Cleveland, then went to the Patriots. Trash. Nah, like, he's out of the league right now, bro. Should have bag chase, bro. Should have would have could have. But look, we, before we move on to the Vikings Eagles game, make sure y'all liking. If y'all have a you know a question you want us to know, let us know. Hit the super chat. We got you. Make sure you're subscribing to the page. Again, we appreciate everybody in the comments. We we love y'all. We're gonna keep it rocking. So for the Vikings and Eagles game, I have a lot to say about this because I got a lot of shares of Jalen Hurts, but the Eagles, they did their thing, man. 24 to 7, Eagles victory. And there's so much we could talk about this game, but let's start off on the Viking. We're going to do it opposite. We're going to start with the Vikings because, dang, Kirk, Kirk on Monday Night Football is atrocious. I think I saw some stat that he's two for 10. This man is like two for 10 on Monday Night Football. I, I'm not saying that you got to sit Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football, but ugh. from That boy is mediocre. He's mid. Look, look, listen, week one. This team was looking like the Rams, right? They were looking like the Rams. Justin Jefferson was getting open whenever he wanted to. They beat Green yeah. Bay. We're like, yo, this team is going to look unstoppable. And then the Eagles come, and Jalen Hurts just, you know, 
he's showed us what Jalen Hurts could be as a quarterback. Like I've been a Jalen Hurts fan since you know his Alabama days, went to Oklahoma. Like I've been on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon, but I love seeing what he did. But before I get too into it, look, LQ, tell me what you thought about the Vikings' performance. Listen, man, you got to know what you're getting into with Kirk Cousins, man, especially for fantasy. Like, if it's primetime football, you better primetime his ass on your bench because it's not going to happen. Like, sometimes history repeats itself, and he's just not good under the lights with all the eyes on him. Primetime is just not his thing. Like, you have to sit him. Like, it's to the point now moving forward, if you sit him on the bench, he goes off, hey, you played it safe. Because there's too many times you put him in your starting lineup, shits the bed. And in the worst way, it's not like he just goes out there, he puts up a mid-tier game, he gives you 15 points, 12. We're talking single-digit points this guy's giving you in fantasy. Like, this offense just was not doing it. Like, the Eagles defense, like, I had them maybe top 10, top 7. You know, I like the additions they had. But they were playing lights out. Like, Slay was ball hawking even when the game was to bed. This guy was hungry because Kirk was just making stupid decisions. Like, the thing is, the one that he had thrown to Adam Thielen, the one target he finally got in the fourth quarter. He got a day. few targets at the end. You know, he, he and they he, were he, all terrible. They were like, terrible. Adam Thielen was four, he had four receptions for 52 yards, but his targets came very late. But, yeah, go ahead. It, it, it's just disgusting, man, about the like the decision making was just off, you know, and like Kirk is way better than that. I mean, he he knows that he knows that like Kirk is one of those guys that can go out there and bowl out, but just not in prime time. Mid tier, mid soft, whatever you want to call it. Miss. Oh, what, what kind of show is this, bro? <laughs> Pause. I said soft. Pause. Yeah, I no, I thought you said soft. Miss. Pause. Pause. Nah, clip that. <laughs> uh, anyway. OK, but, let, uh, but yeah, but Kirk, he's. Three interceptions, one touchdown, three interceptions. And this man was trying to – I don't blame him. He was trying to force feed Je- Justin Jefferson, but his target was just off. Again, Darius Slay was like, thank you. You know, like it, Darius Slay was my the best receiver pretty much on yeah, the Vikings. Like that's, ball. And that's what's sad. And look, what we need to talk about too, man, let's talk about Dalvin Cook, bro. Dalvin Cook has not been impressive the past two weeks. Let, yeah. let me read off this. He was six carries for 17 yards and four – receptions for 19 yards aren't should we be worried about dalvin cook should we be worried I think we should be worried about him not on the talent side but just on the offensive system the scheme because we knew this going into the season that they were moving away from the run heavy offense they were moving away from dalvin cook being the focus to open the playbook up justin jefferson getting open getting loose like he's cooper cup like these are all things we knew so kind of like in my rankings i had dalvin cook slightly sliding just based on that on that fact that Kevin O'Connell is coming from a branch of Sean McVay. So Sean McVay, you know, he loves to open the playbook up when he has a quarterback that actually has the IQ. No dig on Jared Goff, but (laughs) but like what I'm saying is like, I feel as though we need to be patient with Dalvin Cook. I'm not worried just yet. I have shares of Dalvin Cook. I'm not too worried. I'm just waiting to see how this offense blossoms. How's it going to get better? How are they going to get gelling together? How's it going to click? Because he can very well be involved in this passing game. Like all I need, honestly, is five, six targets from him. And that's it. Cause him in open space, he's dangerous. It's just that we just not seeing the offense click together right now. And look, Dalvin Cook's going to have his good games. I feel that look in the past, even this past regime, we've seen times where like Dalvin Cook just has these, you know, mid games, right? Or doesn't score a touchdown or whatever. Oh, I like this question. question. The, the milk crate. Yo, I appreciate this question. Uh, 
I'm more worried about, I think I'm more worried about Dalvin because to me, and the reason why I'm worried about Dalvin is because just like LQ was saying, the Vikings are going to, their offense is going to be focused, you know, everywhere else. Or you got Justin Jefferson. He's the focal point of the offense now. Derrick Henry is always going to be the focal point of the Titans. So if, and he's going to get his touchdowns, right? Again, yeah. when they're close to the goal line, they're going to get the ball to Derrick Henry. When yep. the Vikings are close to the goal line, there's no guarantees that Dalvin Cook is going to get those, you know, red zone, the goal line opportunities. So, but for me, I know people are more worried about Henry. No, I disagree. Yeah. I disagree because you know what? Volume alone, Henry to me oh, is going to get what yes. he's going to get his opportunities. So for me, that that's and, the only time I'm agree with you this show, by the way. But yeah, probably but look, Dalvin Cook gets the targets, but no, Derrick Henry, guys. Would we be surprised if Derrick Henry scores three touchdowns next week? Like, let, let's 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 chill. No. He, he's gonna have his bad games, but Derrick Henry still gonna be Derrick Henry for redraft this year. I'm not too worried about him. All right, so we've been talking a lot about the Vikings. Let's talk about the actual good team in this game, the Eagles. My dog Sir. Jalen Hurts went crazy. He hit, bro. He, hit, he hit this on him after that touchdown, like, big bro. Bro, 333 <laughs> yards, one passing touchdown, two rushing touchdowns, 11 rushes, 57 yards. And he had some grown man runs, bro, just running yeah. through people. So, and then everyone is, even Miles Sanders. So, look, let me talk about the pass catchers. A.J. Brown, right. five for 69. Nice. Uh, Devontae <laughs> Smith, seven receptions for 80 yards. Dallas Goddard, five receptions for 82 yards. The whole offense was Balling out, Miles Sanders, seventeen for eighty. Like everyone just showed up. The, the Eagles all showed up for. Yep, Jalen Hurts is him. Guy. Jalen Hurts, he's my most. Yep. He's the quarterback I have most shares of across all my leagues. I made sure I target him. And look, the Eagles now they have their franchise quarterback. People were worried. Oh, is he the guy? Nah, Jalen Hurts is the guy. The Eagles got they do. Like I'm so happy for him. But LQ. Yeah. Tell me what you thought about this. You know, Jalen Hurts. Tell me what you thought about all the pass catches. The floor is yours, man. Listen, Jalen Hurts, man, he will have a game like this. I tweeted this out yesterday. Like, he will have a game like this, and people will still find a way to talk shit about him, like to to down his game. Like, if you've seen the timeline that I saw, the algorithm that I had, it's like, come on now. Like, how are you going to sit here and say, oh, this throw, eh, he's still in act. Like, shut up. Leave the man alone. He's out there balling in primetime football, kicking Kirk Cousins and Vikings ass right now. And like, listen, Jalen Hurts has that top five locked in on him. Like, I'm not putting him anything outside of him. He's in the top five. He's top and, To me, he's top three, bro. Top three. If he finishes as the QB one, am I going to be surprised? Nah. How much you paying? You, you paying got, him? You got paying what? Pay what? Shit. But but here's the thing, right? The problem is the QB market keeps resetting. And that's the issue, right? So I, I got a good. You're not paying them Lamar money. You're not paying them this. You know the Sean Watson. Money. You're not paying the con- years. You might be. But might be. but no. But next year, I think like they they start the contracts. You know next yeah. next year, I think they're gonna start talking about it because he wasn't a first round pick, so they don't have that fifth year option. No. So with Jalen Hurts, so I think he has the ability to be a free agent. So you got you gotta you gotta pay this man, but how do you much do you pay him? And again, it, it's just very confusing the way the QB market is. Like I don't know how much you're paying him, but you're paying him. Like you have no choice. You're not gonna let this man walk because he's no. gonna be a starter on most teams in the NFL because he's just nope. that dude. He has the look. 
NFL now, you got to be able to be athletic. You got to be able to run. And you to be able to throw. Jalen Hurts, and they got it for cheap. Like they're gonna pay him, but you don't have to pay him as much as the other dudes. But I'm paying him whatever he wants. If I'm Philly, if you leave it to the Philly fans, they paying him whatever he wants. If he they probably look, there's still Philly fans that don't like him. There's still Philly fans that think he's trash or can't throw, whatever. Trust me, I see it. Football, that's why, man. That, they, they think he's inaccurate. Look, if you're from Philly, my fault. I'm from Jersey. We got we got this silent beef going on. I ain't gonna go in on y'all right now, but. We we can move on to Miles Sanders. Let's talk Miles Sanders. There's a Miles well, Sanders. Before, before we get to Miles Sanders, let's talk about AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. So maybe Devonta Smith. AJ Brown is him. We ain't got really talk much about AJ Brown. Well, He's doing his have thing. a bounce back. Yeah. Yeah, but AJ Brown, he he left a little bit during this game because he was in the blue medical tent, but he came back. But let's talk about Devonta Smith. He gave you absolute zero. He was disappeared week one, but thank goodness. Jalen Hurts remembered that, oh, Devonta Smith is actually pretty freaking good. And he had 80 yards, seven sets for 80 yards, and this is what this offense could be. They could, they're could, they so balanced. You're able to run, and they're throwing. Like, this offense is – it's weird fun. to say that the Eagles are one of the best teams in the league. They look like it. They look like one of the best teams in the league, and it's gross, and they should, they're going to win the division. Gross. They're going to win the division. Bro, they're doing it with division, right? They have a cakewalk in their division to the playoff. You know, the Giants – you know, the Giants actually don't look half bad. Eagles winning it. I'm they curious how far, how far they got to win a playoff game. I just want to see yeah. how far can Jalen Hurts take them. Like, it's, I'm really excited for that team. But yeah, Devonta Smith, yeah, I'm happy he bounced back. Dallas Goddard, I, look, he, he did what you want from your tight end. But we could talk about Miles Sanders because nobody wanted Miles Sanders in drafts. Like, he's the guy that no one wanted to touch. He's the one that said, don't okay. draft me in fantasy. Scored no touchdown last year. He ain't. He ain't scored, you know, this week, but he scored last week. He looked good. So tell me about Miles Sanders. I know you want to talk about him. Nah, the only reason I want to talk don't about look him. bad. <laughs> Full they, bad. They don't, they don't look. They, look, look, they, they're 2-0. They, they don't look full, but they, they got something going on. They're not great. Again, the Eagles got this, bro. The Eagles got this. Saquon Barkley, they got juice, man. I like Dayball. But go ahead. Talk about, talk about Miles Sanders. Well, Miles Sanders to me right now, he was a complete fade with his comments, a fade him, blah, blah, blah. But he's running hard, my guy. He He's on a contract year. He wants that bag. He wants to stay in Philly. And, like, he's making a great argument of why he's getting the touches that he's getting. I mean, the dude had 20 touches. And it's like he used every single touch to the best of his ability. He found space. He's running hard. Yards at the contact are looking good for him, you know, after the first two weeks. I want him to keep this energy. Keep going. Because if you're going to begin 80, 80 yards on the ground, go ahead and hit that 100 one game, and you're going to be making a statement of why you should be the RB1. Wow, Gainwell shouldn't be getting touches, or Boston Scott shouldn't be getting touches, or you know whatever the case may be. But what ultimately comes down with Miles Sanders, why he's a fade to me in fantasy, really, is the health. He needs to stay healthy. That's the most important point point here. And with the offense gelling with you know AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, even Dallas Goddard, he's how we forget about Goddard? He out there playing as well. Oh, so pe- yeah, people, people were concerned about Goddard because AJ Brown. People, that's why people were scared about Devontae oh, Smith. People oh, worried about Goddard. You know why? Because right they, they were worried because AJ Brown. Look, he's still going to have the tar- target share. AJ Brown's still the alpha. But it was nice to see a game where all three of them get involved. We can see stat lines similar to this every single game. This offense is going to be beautiful. You want you should be trading for them. Like AJ Brown is going to cost you too much, but Devontae Smith. He's somebody where I feel that you can still trade for him at a yeah. reasonable price, right? Yeah. It, it, it depends. You know, people are going to be a little bit different, but I feel like 
Everyone knows that AJ Brown's the dude. So right now, I feel like Devontae Smith is going to be quietly putting up more games like this because he's quote unquote the second fiddle. But we know how talented he is. There's a reason why they spent that high draft capital on him last year. Now, Absolutely. now, guys, all right, so we're going to get. Let me educate y'all what is going to be next. Right, we're done with the recast. We're about to go and get into a segment, two segments. One's fire content only. And the other one is worse thirst. Now, let, let me tell you what each of the, you know, segments are about. I'm, 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 I'm explaining. So, LQ, if y'all don't know, his catchphrase is, yo, fire content only. So, he's going to talk fire. about So he's going to talk about some players that are going to exceed expectations this week. So, we're looking ahead now. So, we're done with week two, looking ahead to week three. So, we're going to talk about players that are going to exceed expectations and why that's going to be his segment, fire content only. And we're going to talk about that. Next Worst thirds are going to be players that let you down. So it's going to be me listing some players, and we're going to go back and forth in regards to that. Before we get into the segment, guys, make sure that you're liking this video. Make sure if you're not already subscribed to the YouTube page, make sure you subscribe. But again, we appreciate y'all. You've been so active in the comments. We appreciate the support. Keep them going. Yeah, keep them going, man. Keep them going. Let, let, let's keep building, guys. I appreciate y'all. All right. So I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to step out. All right, I'm gonna step out. I'm gonna let LQ do his thing with the fire content only about players. <laughs> They're gonna see expectations. I'm not boom. So you see the face, you know the case is fire content only, but we're gonna be talking about some fire players only, people. These guys need to be on your radar. Now, listen, my first guy, man, Jacoby Myers. They told you to worry about, they told you to worry about Devontae Parker for what. He's the new toy, the new guy in town. Troy's a Dolphins fan. We know Devontae Parker hasn't done much. He looked okay, but he's always hurt. But now, after two weeks of football, four targets, one catch. Jacoby Myers is that fire content player going into this next week. He needs to be in lineups. He's a solid flex play. Points per game, he's at 14, but he has a 29% target share. That's really what I want to focus in on. Follow the volume, people. You can mention him with a Tyreek Hill, a Brandon Cooks, even a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and a target share system, like 29%. That is crazy. So, listen, you have Jacoby Myers coming off of a season last season with 126 targets, people. What are we doing? He's at 19 targets right now with 13 catches. Ravens are the next matchup. They're currently giving up big plays. I know we saw that last game with the Dolphins. Them giving up crazy big plays. Jacoby Myers has been stepping up as the guy, stepping up, making big plays for Mac Jones. Mac Jones is looking, you know, pretty good with Jacoby Myers, but Devontae Parker isn't there to help. Now, to move on to my next guy, I got to play a homer base, man. I got to get my guy, Allen Robinson, there making a bounce back. My guy showed up and showed out. Sean McVay took a hit in week one, basically saying, hey, you know, it's my fault. I didn't get him involved. I'll take that. I'll take that to the chin. I'll take that L, but bounce back season for Allen Robinson. He needs to be in your lineups and well, what you paid for him. You paid for him as like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. He needs to be in your flex position for now on because Sean McVay is no liar. We've seen the same start last season with Robert Woods. You know, he was a little slow. Cooper Cup taking all the targets, 36% target share, crazy. Now the offense looks much better. It looks smooth. We're going into this week. I say we as a Rams fan against the Cardinals. Listen, Cardinals, they're not looking too good either, man. Even though they got that comeback victory against the Raiders, that's the Raiders, not the Rams. 10-1 and one, the Rams are against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, my last guy, same game last week, Drake London. 
He is leading the rookie wide receivers right now with 160 receiving yards right now, people. He's showing up and showing out. Eight catches, 86 yards, and one touchdown last week against the Rams. I'm looking at Drake London as a start and forget. The guy is looking like the alpha in the offense, even though yours truly, third-round ADP, Kyle Pitts. I got to talk my shit. But listen, Kyle Pitts, he's looking like a guy that's just a guy. He's not out there being himself. I mean, for two weeks in football, he has four catches. Arthur Smith not getting him involved, but – Again, we have to look at both sides. I blame Mariota sometimes because I was actually at that game. There's times where Kyle Pitts was open. He didn't target him. But, again, Drake London is that guy. He's looking like the guy for now and forever. I mean, I'm not really sure what happens going into this next week. But those are my three guys for fire players only. Troy, bring your ass back up here. <laughs> uh, hold up. Yeah. Fix my stuff, bro. I don't want to be on your handle. All right. So before before I have something to say, man, I just want to shout out Fizzle Dollars for the super chat. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. I appreciate the support. We really appreciate it, man. We can't keep waiting to rock with y'all, man. You guys have been awesome. And we see Ray in here too. Yo, Ray, appreciate Why the Ray support. Ray, yeah. I'm about to say, look, Ray, Ray, Ray didn't even make a comment, right? He was trying to hey, give me a comment. Get out of here, bro. But there you anyways, go. Jersey Drake. Jersey Drake. So again, Drake appreciate y'all. Make sure, again, make sure y'all keep liking the video, super chat, whatever. All right. So let me get into your players. Right? Jacoby Myers, I agree with you. Anybody was look Devontae Parker as a Dolphins fan. I was telling people, guys, Devontae Parker ain't it. People kept drafting him. I'm like, oh Lord have mercy. I was praying for him because I tried to warn him. Devontae Parker isn't 2019 Devontae Parker. It's not the same dude. I was trying to pray for him. I was trying to warn people that OQ they didn't listen. Jacoby Myers is that guy that you want. Nelson Aguilar had a good game. So I was like, Yeah, so, Cooper. <laughs> bro, get Coop out of here, bro. We don't need this nonsense. <laughs> Tell Coop to take you take a lap, bro. Get off my show. Get out of here with your nonsense. But um, but not like I agree with Myers. Allen Robinson, he he worries me a little bit. I, oh, I, I like that. But he, he got he got two red zone touchdowns. Yeah, they took it away though. They took it away, which sucks. So I did like the red zone work, but it's the I think he only had like five targets. That's that's what I'm a little bit worried about. Like, shout out to our homie JL for the super chat. JL Appreciate you, my guy. But uh, yeah, so I would just like to see more consistent volume. If they're going to continue to target him in the red zone, then you know what? Allen Robinson's going to be fine. Uh, and yeah, so hopefully we don't see what happened week one where Matthew Stafford got existed. Happen, bro, look, maybe he, maybe like a bitter ex, bro. Leave that alone. No, no, no. Listen, maybe you know, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, they must have had breakfast or something. They, they had breakfast together. Maybe oh, Al Robinson, together, he, he was watching through the restaurant. He was outside looking and peeking <laughs> through the restaurant. And he's like, all right, fine, bro. Leave me alone. I'm going to get nah, you some targets. Bro, that's not maybe that, nah, bro. Hey, appreciate you, Ryan. But, uh, yeah. So, and then my last guy, so Drake London. Drake London is that freaking dude, bro. Drake London is that Absolutely. dude. But I, but I am pissed at him. For taking all the damn targets, <laughs> Arthur Smith. And no, Arthur Smith, bro, you spent a fourth round pick, sorry, for a fourth overall pick on Kyle Pitts just oh. to not throw to him, bro. What the hell are you doing, Arthur Smith? Marcus like, Marion is your quarterback, but he's throwing to Jake London for some reason. He can't throw to Kyle Pitts. Like, yo, my you know dynasty teams are suffering. But do you know what system Marcus Mariota was benched in for Tannehill? 
in Arthur Smith's offense. It, it, it's Mariota. He plays a well, hard play into this. I really feel as though Kyle Pitts will be fine eventually with a QB change. I'm going to say now. I want a QB change. I guess. I, so. let, I do see a question. Let, let's answer this question real quick. Uh, Fields DJ Moore, 23 first, or Lawrence Amron St. Brown, or 23 second? I think, uh, oof. I think I like the Lawrence side. I do like the Lawrence. But, but the, the first, I, I like the first better. But I think I have highest expectations for Lawrence. I have high, DJ Moore depends on where you're at with DJ Moore. I think Amron St. Brown's that. I'm not touching Fields, to be honest. I think I like the Lawrence side. I mean, maybe that'd be mm-hmm. controversial, but to me, I, I like the Lawrence side. But anyways, so now, now it's my turn. That was my turn, but worth third. So you know what you could do? You could get your ass out of here. And that was my time to shine. All right, so give me – yeah, yeah, finally. Okay, y'all. Let, let's do this. All right, guys. So now it's my turn, my segment, worst third. So these are guys I'm expecting to let y'all down. So this one hurts, bro. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, he was my dude. I was excited about Chase Edmonds. Like, I – after week one, he looked like the guy. And then all of a sudden, they flip-flopped. So week one, he had 64% opportunity share. Week two, 36%. And I don't know if it's going to be a flip-flop thing that Mike McDaniel does between Raheem Moster and Chase Edmonds. But I And he had that nice run at the end of the game, Chase Edmonds did. But he makes me nervous. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if he's going to be the guy. I don't know. But I don't trust him as my RB2. I was drafting him in a lot of places as my RB2. I don't really trust him anymore as my RB2. So I would sit him to we figure out what's going on with that backfield. Cole Komet's my next guy. Hey, look, if anyone's been hearing me, I was very high on Cole Komet. I admit it. I was very high on Cole Komet. I had no idea that Justin Fields was only going to throw eight passes week one and then 11 passes week two. Like, bro, if you told me the passing volume is going to be so low, I would have never recommended any bear. No Bears pass catcher. Like, that's unbelievable. The Bears aren't going to win a freaking they, – they won week one somehow, but they're not going to consistently win if they don't trust Justin Fields to throw the ball. You fade in every single pass catcher in that offense. Kyle Pitts, I just went on a rant about Kyle Pitts. I am worried about him. I'm not saying you have to sit him, but you got to lower your expectations, right? Because Kyle Pitts, to me, man, is just – he's supposed – you spend a high draft pick on him, he had over a thousand, you know, had a thousand lives last year. He's supposed to be generational, and they're not throwing to him. I'm, I'm a little bit worried, bro. Hopefully, they fix that. But I am a little bit worried about Kyle Pitts. And lastly, Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott is getting absolutely no work in the passing game. He had one reception week one, week two, ten rushes week one for 52 yards, 15 rushes for 53 yards, you know, week two. So yeah. I'm worried about him. LQ, you could bring yourself back in here, bro. You could bring yourself back in here, man. Because let, 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 let's, oh, let's talk about him. Let's talk about what we <laughs> You know <sighs> I'm going to talk my shit with Chase Edmonds because you know where I stand all Go, go all ahead. I'll, I'll let you talk your shit. You can Listen, talk your shit. He's a side character. He's not the main character. He's a side chick. He's not the main chick. He's a backup dancer. This guy ain't it, bro. I'm telling you. Opportunities... It, it'll come, but I just don't feel as though he's that guy to be like, hey, he has high NRB2 upside. He's a guy you take in the fifth round. Come on, man. Chase, 
He doesn't even have a running back name, to be honest. I'm sorry, like Chase Edmonds. Like, running back I, name? That's your analysis? Running back name, bro? Well, let's get analysis. But bro, the dude is a sidekick, bro. Listen, Raheem Mostert literally showed why. Like, you, like I, I promise you, you give Mostert those opportunities and take Chase Edmonds out of the way, it's like Mostert's going to bust at least two 10-plus yard runs and take it to the house. I'm telling you. We've seen the speed. It's still there. We saw it in preseason. We've seen it. It's still there. He just needs to be unleashed. A side piece. <laughs> nah, but no, but no, but here's the thing. So Chase Edmonds, again, I think there's still a little bit of hope, but Edmonds, no. I mean, look. Much I just don't like good. the price he was going in there off seat. I was never touching him. Never at that price. He was, okay, he was well, just playing at ADP of what it should have been. That's all. I will say Raheem Moser, be cautious, right? Because we haven't, and I think McDaniels is doing a good job of not overusing Raheem Mostert, I think, because you have to be smart. He's dealt with injuries, so I don't think that he's going to get. Thank um, you, Fizzle, bro. We, you, you are my homie Thank in the show, bro. But we, I don't know, man. We, he got a running back name, so he's not gonna pop off, bro. Bro, get out of here, bro. His name's Chase. Just call him Chase. Don't call him Chase Edmund. You just nah, call him Chase, Chase and he sounds good. Government, bro. <laughs> but look, we'll we'll see about Mostert, man. If he's consistent, if he does what he does and he starts going touchdowns, Raheem Mostert is gonna be a steal. We know he's very fast. He knows the system. So we'll see what happens. But I still have a little hope for Chase, you know, Chase Edmonds. But so tell me about Cole Command. Now we gotta talk about Cole Command. No. In redraft, no. you're dropping him until further notice, until the Bears learn how to freaking pass the football. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about okay, Kyle Pitts. We talked a little bit about Kyle Pitts already. We don't gotta go too in deep into that, but I think he'll be fine. What a QB change. I'm just gonna stick it there. I'm going to plant my flag on that. I think he'd be fine with a QB. Yes, I would much. And I'm answering this question. I definitely would play Hurts over Komet until the Bears learn how to pass the football. (laughs) I pretty much playing any tight end over Komet until the Bears learn how to pass the football. Okay, but no. And lastly, Zeke. Zeke is one of the guys that if you have Zeke on your team in redraft, you took him. What third, fourth round, maybe? Which is but still he, value. There's still, like, there's still a little bit of hope because he's he's getting a he's getting the more opportunity shares of the rushing. He's getting rushing opportunity shares, but goal line work. We saw Pollard after that long run; they gave him the touchdown. So we need touchdowns from him. Zeke's killing me too. First name, he's killing me too. But and the, the problem with Zeke is that do you bench him? You can't bench him because what are your other options? Like. Unless you flex him, or I know right now Zeke is a flex, right? He's giving you single digits. Yeah, he's an RB three, so he's a flex right now for me too. But like, man, this Dak injury really screwed him because in games without Dak, he's only averaging eleven fantasy points per game, and that's that's not you, good for a guy that's supposed to be seeing like the most volume. And then also Tony Pollard is getting so much more involved, and he's taking all the passing work. So at least in the back in the day, Zeke would get the rushing, and he would get you know passing work. Now. He's just only asked to run the ball. He doesn't look that great as a rusher. He's there's been moments where you see a little bit of the old Zeke, but you're really just hope. It's like Zeke is almost like Derrick Henry, but worse because he's not. You need you need because he's not Derrick Henry. I know, but in terms of like, because he was at least be in the previously Zeke would be a little bit involved in the passing game a little bit, but now he's not getting any passing work, and he's not getting the touchdowns. Yeah. Low ceiling, it's just you can't send him because I don't know what your other options you have, but hopefully Zeke finds the end zone in the near future. But all right, guys, we are going to well, we're going to move on to the last segment of the night, 
waivers. I know. Look, no, but listen, there are so many things. I got to do my waivers after this. After this show, I got to finalize my waivers because Zeke is pretty much, man. Anyway, pretty much. But now, waiver time. Look, I know everybody, when you hear waivers, if y'all don't like me, I'm in too many leagues, bro. I'm in way too many leagues. I'm stressed. I don't know how much, who I should be targeting, how much I should be paying for them. But I'm here to help y'all, okay? Waivers, make yeah. sure y'all, uh, make sure y'all liking this video, man. Make sure y'all liking the video. Make sure y'all subscribe. I appreciate everybody in the chat. Y'all have been super active. Y'all been super lit. Thank you guys so much. But okay, waiver wire warriors. That's what we call this segment, waiver wire warriors. And look, I'm gonna I'll let you start with your two guys. We're gonna start with tight ends real quick. So start with your two guys. Uh, who you think we should be targeting? On waivers, if you are struggling at the tight end position, listen, Kittle's been out for two weeks. You know, Kyle Pitts ain't doing nothing at all. Cole Komet, zombie on the bench. He is just a roster clogger right now. And I feel as though you have to go pick up Hayden Hurts. He he's actually making some type of relevant noise. If you're looking for points, like the dude has had double digit points back to back weeks. He's ran more routes than Kyle Pitts. He's, he's doing what we want Kyle Pitts to do, basically. We just want fantasy points. And that's exactly why I'm targeting a guy like Hayden Hurts. Only 20, 20, 26% roster ship. He is still there. He's living and breathing back-to-back weeks. He's putting up double-digit points. You have to go pick him up if you're hurting at tight end. Again, this isn't saying you need to go start this guy this week. This isn't saying go start him in your lineup right now, but just have a guy ready to go when his name is called to put up points. Show up and show out. That's all that matters. What do you think on that? I mean, I agree. I just think with with these tight ends, man, like it's – it's it's a crapshoot, right? You're hoping they just get you're hoping for target share, you're hoping they score a touchdown. So I mean I agree. And you know, look at the offense too, right? It's an offense that passes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So so no, I so I agree with it. It's not super I don't think any of these options are super exciting, super sexy, but you know what? Waivers aren't always gonna be super sexy, super exciting. We've dealt with a lot of injuries. So sometimes wow. your your starting lineup's not gonna always look that pretty. So these are guys oh. that are gonna help you. But right, I'm gonna I also think Logan Thomas, man. I like Logan Thomas. I see a lot of people in the I chat like talking one. about Logan Thomas. This man is widely available. I say Yahoo League is only 14% owned. And oh, I see Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson's a guy that's been getting, you know, more opportunities, more snaps. So I really do like the Jawan Johnson pick as well. You're just looking for guys. Are they getting on the field? Are they getting at least a what's their snap count? Are they always blocking? Are they running routes? These are what you should be looking for when you're looking for a streaming tight end. And last week, look, we saw Logan Thomas score a touchdown. I think one of the reasons I think he fell so far in drafts and because people didn't want him earlier is because he's old. He's old. He's on the yeah. Washington Commanders, and he was hurt. He was hurt earlier in the season. So I think a lot of guys forgot about him. It was 20-year breakout. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But Logan <laughs> Thomas is a guy. So okay, so how should we, how would you rank these guys? How would you rank these guys? How much would you spend? I'll tell you right now, I'm not spending a lot of money. And shout out to my guy Coop, who's in the chat. He's the tight end guru. I actually asked him a similar question, but well, how would you rank these guys? Logan Thomas, Hayden Hurst, Evan Ingram. For me, I'm going Hurts, Thomas, Evan Ingram. Um, I might that might sound nasty, but right now I'm looking at who's getting opportunities, who's shown some life, who's shown improved. 
They could put fantasy points on the board because that's the only reason why you're jumping to the wire right now to go get a tight end because those premier tight ends that you drafted, they're not putting up the best points that you want. The guys that you waited and thought they were going to be way, I mean, late round steals, they're not putting up points that you want. So I think right now I'm going to who's proven, you know, to me, they can put up points and it has to be Hayden Hurts for me at number one. You want funny? So I'm going to actually disagree with LQ here. I'm going, look, I'm agreeing with my guy Coop. I'm agreeing with my guy Coop here. Look, he's a guy. I'm going Ingram. So let's Ingram, it's disgusting. I agree. So I'm sorry, y'all. Because Cooper's been hyping up Ingram all offseason. I know, but no, but let's let's look, let's let's hit them people with the numbers, right? So week one, he had 73% snap share. Week two, he had 66% snap share. He ran 34 routes week one, 24 routes week two. He saw four, eight targets last week. So seven receptions, eight targets. You're looking for your tight end to get receptions, right? He's involved in the offense. He's going to continue to be involved because the Jags is Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, and sometimes Marvin Jones, right? So I like Evan Ingram. I know he's let you down. I know he can't catch, but Evan Ingram I like a lot. And then for me, it's Logan Thomas. Then it's going to be Hurst. I know uh, the commenter, he was wondering how much we're going to spend on these guys. Oh, no, I'm get, I'm Higby. I'm going Higby because Higby has been getting targets like crazy. And this he's in a better offense. for me to even say, but I agree with Higby. Nah, over it's, it's absolutely Higby over Ingram. But Matthew Stafford is forcing targets, forcing Force targets to Higby right now. And it's yeah. disgusting. Like, but really, terms, right? Yeah, but in terms of how much we're spending on these guys – I'm not spending. So let's say you had a hundred dollar budget. I'm, I'm spending. I'm spending like maybe 10, 10 to fifteen percent of my budget on these guys. Like these are none of the guys I'm spending a, a lot of my my fab on because yeah. you're. I like to save my fab on again running backs. You want that? I'm trying to save both my fab on backup running backs. You know, if the starter goes down, you want to save your fab on guys like that. For these tight ends, I don't think any of them are. League winners, Irv had a lot of targets last year. Last is, night. I was surprised. Let me, let me hit on this because I was hyping him up up until May, June, June, maybe June. But I feel as though like Irv Smith is in the perfect, perfect situation, the perfect offense, the perfect guy calling the plays to get busy. Like a little preview of what we saw last night. But is it going to be consistent? I don't know. Is he going to stay healthy? And, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with last night, in my opinion. Slay was locking up Justin Jefferson. He needed to get the ball somewhere. So I feel like Irv, exactly. So Irv, I think, was the beneficiary of the fact that Kirk does not give Irv the slight edge on him having a lot of red zone presence. Because the thing is about the tight ends, you want them to score. He has a ton of upside in the red zone. He's always been that guy for Kirk to target. He had more red zone targets or one or the same as red zone targets as Justin Jefferson. Don't fact check me on that real quick, but he still was up there. Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, and then Justin Jefferson in those red zone targets. So I was liking what I seen. And I think, you know, when it comes down to consistency, I don't know though. All right. So let's switch gears. Let's talk about running backs. And I mentioned backup running backs. So one of the things that happened over the weekend is Connor, James Connor, he got a little bit banged up, right? So we saw, you know, Benjamin, we saw Daryl Williams get involved. That split so this, was disgusting. It was <laughs> disgusting split. So 
I'm curious about who you prefer, but the Connor injury, from what I can tell, the reports I've seen, it doesn't seem serious. Yeah, I don't know serious. if he's going to miss time. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to miss time. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to re-injure it. But if we're going to be targeting one of these running backs, Daryl Williams, you know, Benjamin, who do you prefer? Which running back do you prefer? And do you think they're – and how much fab would you spend on these guys if, you know, it's you? You're going to set why, waiver wires up tonight, so – who are you targeting, Darrell Williams and you know Benjamin, and how much fab are you spending on them? I would say I don't know really, because like those guys, we seen the disgusting split between them, and like it's to the point where like you're basically it's a toss up. You know what I mean? Like honestly, for me personally, I fade situations like that when I'm spending fab because like. I can get burned easily picking the wrong guy. It's a 50-50 chance there. You know what I mean? So I'd rather not, like, even go out there and waste it on this. You know what I mean? I, I'd rather just wait and see how it plays out on a more consistent basis. I don't mind throwing a couple of dollars at each guy. And, again, this is very different than the, you know, Elijah Mitchell situation where we know he's out for weeks, and that's why people spend big money on Jeff Wilson. Like, it's not the same situation. Connor looks banged up. Willie missed this week. I don't know. We need to check practice reports as the week goes on. But if he even misses a week, it doesn't seem like a full-time injury. I don't yeah. know if he's gonna miss, but that's why I don't I'm cautious to blow a lot of fab again. This is get like the 10 to 15 percent mark on these guys is what I'm shooting at. And kind of pick your poison. I like again, I like Darrell Williams. I agree with so yeah, I, I agree with Patrick in terms of I think that Darrell Williams is the guy. I think Darrell didn't really get any opportunities that much in week one. So I think nah. Daryl looked good. I think we've seen Daryl. Like team. Exactly. So <laughs> and, and, exactly. So Daryl also, like, we've seen him with the Chiefs, right? So we've seen Daryl with the Chiefs, and we've seen him, like, come in and be able to be a starter and produce fantasy points. I know it's a different system or anything, but, yeah. you know, we haven't really <laughs> seen Eno do anything in the league, right? I know people always kind of talk, you know, Talked him up as a sleeper, but I like Daryl between those guys. But I'm not spending a whole bunch of fab on either of them. Now, let's shift to wide receiver. So wide receiver, there are a bunch of guys, and I'm just going to rattle through them right now because we're getting short on time. So I'm going to rattle through these guys. You let me know who's your favorite, what you like about them. Greg, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, Greg Dorch with the Cardinals. Dorch. Yeah, he's 7% owned. He's been very involved in this offense. I think a lot of that might have to do with Rondell Moore being hurt. I don't know what it's going to look like with when Rondell Moore comes back. But Greg George has been very involved in this offense. I think he keeps momentum, though. I think he definitely keeps momentum. You think he does? I mean, I'm hoping. Look, I I picked him up in a bunch of leagues. I have him in deeper leagues. So I really like Greg George and his involvement in that offense. You also got guys like Noah Brown. Noah Brown, I saw somebody in the chat. They were talking about Noah Brown. It's and I think um, Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy, I think he was saying something about, oh, Noah Brown's benefiting from the fact that CeeDee Lamb is getting tougher coverage. So Noah Brown, if you're in a deeper league, he's he's somebody that, you know, I'm not saying you have to force any of these guys in your lineup, but if you're in a deeper league or want to keep it on your bench to see what happens, I think Noah Brown is another guy that, again, you could get for super cheap. You're not spending a lot of money on any of these guys, probably less than 10%, 5 to 10% on all of them. You guys, guys like Richie James, Who's with the Giants? Why was he for the Giants? No, I barely knew he's on the team before the season started, but he's somebody that's been in this offense. He's probably been in his offense. He's been involved. We don't call it Kenny Galladay, you know, Cardarius <laughs> Tony. Trash. I don't know what's no. going with him. Yeah. So 
the Giants offense seems to be wide open, but Rich, Richie James seems to be involved in it. I like him. He's at 1%. You get him for free. Nelson Aguilar, he just had a good game last week, put up over 100 yards. I really like Nelson Aguilar. And, look, they play the Ravens. We saw – look, Matt, the Patriots offense isn't good, but there should be – after what the Patriots saw the Dolphins do to that secondary – I'm going to anticipate that the Patriots are going to throw the ball more than they usually do in this game. Jacoby, Jacoby Myers, but again, you can get Nelson Aguilar for cheap. Again, you don't have to force any of these guys in your lineup, no. but you can, if you're in a deeper league or multiple flex league, I think these are, or you got, you got somebody that's hurt. These yeah. are guys that maybe you can try to put in your lineup. And if you're, yeah, I mean, if you're desperate. Jacoby Myers is still out there though for 40% roster ship right now, which is wild. To me right now, but he's still oh, out there. I love this. I love this call. And it's true. Look, in terms of backup quarterbacks, they like to target guys they practice with, you know, in practice that they practice with. So Cooper, Cooper Rush, I bet, has thrown to Noah Brown a lot in practice. So yeah. that's one of the reasons why they have that connection. So I think it's somebody that's gonna be involved. Look, Michael Gallup also Michael Gallup is he's in some you know leagues where he's been dropped. So, because at least in Yahoo leagues, for example, like he you can't first you can put him in IR spot. In some leagues, he's listed as out, so you can't keep him in your IR. Some people either have him staffed on your bench. Some people drop them. So if you could pick up a guy like Michael Gallup off waivers, you can stash him on your bench as well. I'm not saying he's gonna always be there, but just check your league because there's some people that just drop good players because they're patient and they have a short bench. So make sure you do that. And Garrett Wilson. I think it depends on what platform you are in are on. But yeah, Garrett Wilson, he's also available in a bunch of leagues. Garrett Wilson, he's your number one guy. If Garrett, if you have Garrett Wilson, I'm, in most of my leagues that I'm in, Garrett Wilson is not available. But yeah, Garrett Wilson, absolutely the number one guy after what we saw with the last week. So definitely target him. But uh oh, and we just got a question about Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen. Oh, definitely Allen Robinson. You know where I'm going with that. Yeah, that was definitely Allen Robinson. Pick. I like what B Roy said. B Roy Schultz is hurt too. You're right. Schultz yep. might be yep. banged and up. Well, I don't know. He hasn't been ruled out yet. So we'll see. But you know what? He might be banged up. So I think Noah Brown's going to be a beneficiary of that. Oh, I like Garrett Wilson. I like Garrett Wilson. Elijah. Elijah Moore hasn't been as impressive as I was like, but give this me is Garrett a Wilson. Question though, because we know Zach Wilson's coming back. So but I feel like, like, but it's still like, either. <laughs> I mean, like with Zach Wilson, who knows? But Joe Flacco has looked good. But you know what? That that's all we got for today, man. Look, I yeah. just want to tell the chat, y'all. Thank you so much, y'all, for being so active for the support for our first show. Look, y'all don't know us. A lot of y'all don't know us. Some yeah, of you guys do. Don't know us. But look, we're gonna be here every Tuesday. But also, we're gonna be here. Thirsty Thursdays. So Thirsty Thursday halftime show. We're going to be here. So 10 minutes on Thursdays during halftime. You're going to see us again with our homie Sam Holt. So we're going to be here 10 minutes streaming live from here. So make sure y'all notifications are on. Again, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Make sure you guys like this video. So before you sign off, make sure y'all liking this video. If you're not subscribed, make sure yeah. you're subscribing. <laughs> we'll be here every Tuesday for the rest of the season, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Thursdays, halftime show. Make sure y'all there. Again, thank you guys so much. We are going to be signing off, but 
Look, make oh, before we go, make sure Laquan, tell them where they can find you at, bro. Hey, 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 it's Mr. Real Deal Fantasy HQ. You see the face, you know the case fire content only. You can catch me here every Tuesdays and Thursday for the halftime show. You can just catch me all over Twitter across the board, Monday through Friday. I'm going to be dropping content. You're going to see my face. You're going to hear my voice. And that's where you can find me at, Real Deal Fantasy. And y'all can find me at T King Mode on Twitter. Twitter is my home base. You can find me pretty much on every social media platform at T King Mode. But Twitter is my home base. Thank you guys so much. Hope you all yourselves a good night. Peace, y'all.